Welcome, everybody. This is not your typical big nerdy question. We've gone from the stars to the stars of the squared circle because this is big nerdy wrestling. Hi, fans. This is Josh here for your typical host and moderator of Big Nerdy Questions, and I decided to try something a little bit different. There's definitely a crossover between nerd culture and wrestling, but I decided to branch out into my other interest, uh, wrestling. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a wee little one, uh, watching WrestleMania 7 in my uh, living room and thinking that Sergeant Slaughter was going to ruin the country if he won the title match. Uh, and... I still watch it today, although now my view is much wider than just WWE. Uh, So in this episode, we're going to be discussing what would happen if Kenny Omega and Xavier Woods' dream came true, and there was a crossover pay-per-view event featuring the stars of WWE, NJPW, and Ring of Honor. But I can't do this alone, so I've brought help. I've brought the big guns, if you will. Not the big dog. He may show up later, but I brought the big guns. First, I want to introduce uh, from View from the Top Rope, one of my favorite wrestling podcasts and one of the best in the world, Chad and Diesel. Welcome to Big Nerdy Wrestling. Hello there. Yeah, it's great to be here. And uh, from Super Kicking It with Kelsey and the Two-Face Pod, we have uh, Kelsey, of course. Welcome to Big Nerdy Wrestling. Hey. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I'm excited to be here with you and my boys from View from the Top Rope. They're like some of my faves, so I'm really excited about this. Yes, and Kelsey is one of the most positive and energetic wrestling broadcasters in the world today, so I am super honored to have her on the show because B&Q, as standard, is about positive thinking. Even though we'll be bashing some booking decisions throughout this show, we don't hate people on a personal level unless they really deserve it. Uh, So Kelsey has the right (laughs) philosophy uh, when it comes to being a wrestling fan. Uh, So I'll I'll go around the panel first. Uh, Chad and Diesel, if you want to tell my fine listeners about View from the Top Rope. Uh, Yeah, so we uh, run a show. It's uh, out every Thursday. Uh, An episode just came out today, actually, episode 52, uh, The Three Amigos Ride Again. Uh, we usually have a third person, JR. He's not uh, with us tonight for this crossover. He had uh, to work. Uh, so, but yeah, we release on Thursdays. Uh, but Diesel can finish chatting about what we do. Yeah, we not only have a podcast, we, have, we also have a podcasting network, Visionaries Wrestling Network. We have a bunch of other podcasts like uh, The Ringside Rant, which is a podcast that does interviews with. Uh, wrestlers from like the Rochester, New York area. Um, we got a bunch of podcasts. We have one with a ten-year-old kid and his dad. That'll be the MGB Wrestling Pod, and that one's fun. That one, I enjoy that one. I know Kelsey likes that one too. Mason, yeah. <laughs> um, got Caden on Cage. She's a wrestler in the Rochester, New York area. We also have the Mad Attack, and we were on there just a few weeks ago before Money in the Bank. And Kelsey's about to be on there, fun fact. Yep. Woohoo! Am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. I think we did all of our shameless plugs right there. You went for your cheap pops. I like it. <laughs> exactly. By the way, 20th anniversary of Mick Foley's Hell in a Cell match. Uh, oh, wow. 20th, yeah, 20th anniversary of, throwing, of being thrown off the stage. CBS Sports actually covered it. Uh, wow. So How did I, I know. miss that? That makes me feel really old because I yeah. remember that happening. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good God! God is my witness. He's broken in half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Remember, it was like it was yesterday. 
Probably he does too, although maybe not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a. He seems like one of the most awesome people in the world. So thank you, Mick, if you're listening. You're probably not, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Kelsey, tell us about Super Kicking It and uh, the Two Face Pod. Well, I have a YouTube channel called Super Kicking It with Kelsey. That's K E L S I. And there's a whole bunch of random videos on there. Like my first video I ever did was like a Christmas wrestling sing along with Scars Guard, you know, the boat from the final deletion. Uh I just showed that to Diesel today actually. It's so ridiculous, <laughs> but there's all kinds of weird stuff on my YouTube. And then also we put up my Two-Faced Wrestling Talk podcast episodes on there too. And the best way to find us and where you can listen to us is by going to twofacedpod.com, T-W-O-F-A-C-E-D-P-O-D. And it was named after, like, you know, Batman. So I think you'd appreciate this, Josh. I'm a really big fan of Batman the Animated Series specifically. And so I love the design of Two-Face, how, you know, he was drawn with... Just, he looks so great, and the voice acting in that show is amazing. So, because my co-host, who's actually like, not only are we different in age, he's a, obviously a guy, I'm a woman, and we just have totally different views on wrestling. He, you know, is kind of more casual, I'm more hardcore, he's a lifelong fan, I'm a newer fan, so it's a cool dichotomy, kind of like the two uh, different sides of Two-Face's personality. Perfect. Shout out to Kevin Conroy, sorry. Sorry, Kevin Conroy is the greatest Batman voice of all time, though, so I just yes. had to throw that out there real quick. <laughs> I totally and, yeah. agree. The two best animated superhero shows ever were X-Men and Batman. We were actually were honored to have the X-Men animated series creator on the show back in their first season of Big Nerdy Questions, so I would love wow. to get people from Batman on B&Q as well. Uh, but, yeah, so good choice, Kelsey. Good choice for inspiration. Uh, Thank you. Uh, so... What we're doing tonight, uh, by way of oh, by the way, before I continue with this, uh, you guys are both going to be at a major event in September or August and September. Is that correct? That is correct. Not only will we be there, we'll be sitting all next to each other. We're going to be on podcast row. It's going to be flipping amazing. I'm so flipping excited. And of course, we are referring to uh, Starcast, which is the convention before All In perhaps the biggest independent wrestling show in North America in, oh, say, ever. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 uh, tickets in less than 30 minutes. I think so. And if they do have All In 2 in New York City, which they've been strongly hinting at, maybe by then Big Nerdy Wrestling can join you guys on Podcast Row. Yeah. We'll see. I was going to say, I feel like this is the first like of a major event, and by I feel like this, Diesel keeps saying this to me, so I'm stealing this from him right about but it's honestly like it feels like the first like major like a WrestleMania or something. But this is number one, and we're gonna be there and part of everything. So yeah, I mean just- th- this is gonna be huge each year. I could actually foresee down the line something as major as the NW- NJPW Championship changing hands at an All In. I don't. It's yeah. not gonna happen this year. I I would sincerely doubt it. But I could see that happening down the line. I do think perhaps the NWA Championship will change hands. I hope so. Um, I think it might. Uh, I, I think you actually. I think Cody really wants that strap because it was his dad's. It's uh, <laughs> true, but it would make a, it makes a lot of business sense for the NWA to have Cody as their champ, and it it yeah. does. But but there's a lot of like contract stuff involved, so you never know what's really going to happen. But I mean, Billy Corgan and David Lagana who run the NWA, they have been releasing a lot of videos on their YouTube. A lot of it's cross-promoting all in, so it's really heavily involved. Like, Cody's been on some videos. David Lagana actually helped 
produce Cody Rhodes' first YouTube video all about the, you know, behind the scenes of All In and stuff. So you never know. That relationship does seem very strong between the NWA and Cody Rhodes right now, especially with the people behind NWA. So you're right. There could be a chance. But uh, his Ring of Honor stuff, I don't know how that's going to work with it. Yeah, I guess a lot of it will depend on if the Ring of Honor title changes hands at best in the world. Because then it becomes a title for title match, which changes how it's booked as well. So I don't. I mean, and Nick Galdis is a fine champion, but it would be cool to have that moment at All In. So it would be really awesome. And plus, he was Cody was on the Ten Pounds of Gold series that Nick Aldis is running as well. So it is clear that uh, NWA is really, if you want to say, you know, throw this in there, All In for All In. I almost wonder if the main event will be that match or if it will be a match featuring Omega or featuring the Bucks. I, I think it might be the Cody Mag, the Cody uh, Aldis match just because it's a title match. It yeah. should be. If I it's mean, it's his show. Title. Well, and it's his show, too. I mean, it should be. And especially if it's title for title, it should be. I hope it is title for title. I really want it to be title for title. It'd be amazing if it's title for title. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I mean, the Ring of Honor pay-per-views tomorrow night. Anything could happen. He's in that that match, so. I mean, he doesn't have to win it tomorrow either. I mean, Marty no. could win it, and he could take it off of Marty. I just hope Dalton loses. Me too, actually. Me too. I mean, <laughs> if Marty won the strap, that that'd be a nice curveball because I don't think much people are expecting. I think they're either expect, expecting Dalton to retain or Cody to win it. But if Marty wins it, it'd be an interesting. I would love to see how that goes because then maybe it becomes a triple threat at all. Oh, I would love that too. Uh, a triple threat Ma- at all. Marty's not booked in a match yet, so or well, he might be. We they have just haven't announced the card. I would say we only have really one match for the entire card announced right now, and yet we're all still so excited for it. But I mean, we know everyone who's going to be at Starcast, but we just don't know any of the matches really besides the. NWA title match, hopefully, which is title for title. I'm actually most intrigued to see how they use Okada. Because, I mean, they're very protective of Okada as the ace. So you got to think that they're not going to book him in a match where he's going to lose. But they also don't want to book him against someone who's like way under him as far as status. So it's obvious that he'll lose. So that's kind of a tricky booking decision. I don't know how they'll do it, but I'm very intrigued. Yeah, no, exactly. Okada at All In is one of the people I am most excited to see. Because, honestly, it's, you know, I've never seen Okada live and. It's the easiest opportunity I have for this opportunity, so I'm very excited for that. Possibly the only one. You never know. You never know. Yeah, You're I mean, not going to be disappointed. He's insanely incredible live in, like, the atmosphere. And, like, I saw the atmosphere when it was only, like, a thousand people at the G1 special, and then... Later, I went to the other New Japan show. Um, both atmospheres were great, but the one where he faced Cody Rhodes, like the atmosphere was in, was insane, and that was way less people. So you're not going to be disappointed with everything and seeing Okada. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Speaking of excitement, let's go ahead and move on to our topic for the evening. So uh, what we decided to do, uh, we're going to play a little bit of Fantasy Booker here. Uh we we're all made our own pay-per-view cards for what would happen if WWE would face off against basically NJPW Ring of Honor, the independents one night only kind of thing. Don't be confused with TNA one night only. Hopefully this will be a little bit better. The old new TNA is trying TNA about yeah, four years ago. No. 
Yeah, but like really old TNA was like actually really good. Like, it was, but there was like a really there was a dry spell. It was a yeah. That's my triple threat match of all time: AJ Samoa and Christopher Daniels. Oh, I yeah. love that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. That's one of my favorite. It might matches, be something yeah. that somebody's going to book tonight. I don't know. You could book the number three of that if you wanted to. That is very possible. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Spoiler well, alert, it's not on my card. <laughs> it's not on mine either, but I thought about it, but it's, it's not, not on mine. mine. Uh, so what we'll do, uh, the only rules that I sent out for this is it has to be only a one-night event, so it's not a two- or three-night event. It's not a tournament like the G1. And don't the duration can be whatever you want it to be, but don't do more than you know 10 to 12 matches. So don't have like a 25-match card that lasts... 24 hours or something crazy there's enough talent in every, in every place to do that but i didn't do that uh so i i figure uh chad diesel do you guys have a, a joint card or do you have individual cards individual awesome uh so i will we defer... can't agree on anything come on no, that's true i should have known that i didn't think you'd have a joint card uh i will reserve the right to go last uh so ladies first i think is only appropriate uh so, Kelsey, I, I'm really excited to hear your card because your Space Slam scenario was so good. <laughs> and your song was even better. The song was amazing. <laughs> Thank so, you. And I hope you liked my scenario on Space Slam, which I'm oh, referring to. Oh, it was my favorite. The, yeah, it was their great. recent Two-Face it, your, your scenario was the best. I, I had to put in the Michael Cole thing. That was just my one-off <laughs> joke. I thought that was hilarious that... They would choose Michael Cole uh, since he was undefeated at WrestleMania and talks about it all the time. Uh, yeah, no, you, you got me good on that one. I chuckled quite heartily when I read first <laughs> off the there. All those like massive pops and then the Michael Cole like theme song hits and everyone's like, what? The? I can just see him in that stupid orange singlet coming out. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and Joe's and looking at him you. like, what? I, I would actually pay to see Samoa Joe choke out Michael Cole. That would be fun. Oh, that would be so fun. I'd donate to that cause. And then write him <laughs> off TV. That'd be great. <laughs> Corey would be like, I'd rather see Maxwell, finally. though, versus, versus him. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so mean to him. Wonderful! No. <laughs> Delightful! Uh, That's who should take out Michael Cole. You're 100% right. If you throw right, Michael so. yes. Cole in the we'll lake of that. reincarnation, he comes back with his frosted tips from the Attitude Era. <laughs> oh, God, No! <laughs> away from the lake of reincarnation I don't yeah. <laughs> no uh, so uh, Kelsey if you wouldn't mind telling us your extravaganza alright sure and um, it's funny that you mentioned my space jam slash slam scenario that I just had on my latest Two-Face Wrestling Pod episode but uh, this whole card probably could only take place in space because I don't know how realistic it is that we're going to get this awesome of a crossover ever but i don't know things are happening things are moving so you never know you really never know i did see that wwe is hoping to do an all non-wwe talent show in 2019 really uh iw nerd rumors so take it with a grain of salt at this point but i think it was reported via the wrestling observer so i don't know if it'll be talent at the level of njpw ring of honor more probably like lower level indies or maybe the British indie scene because of the UK NXT, but they're looking to do an entirely non WWE show in 2019. So maybe. Wow. That's impressive. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. 
And then to add to the whole space thing, this is taking place in space, I, am, I wrote all down my answers because no one can see it, but it's in a Space Jam notebook, so very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> full circle, full circle. Yes. Marvin the Martian. Uh, markers. <laughs> There's Looney Tune markers there. Yeah. Marty Squirrel has broken Bugs Bunny's ears. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm nothing if not thematic. So here we go. So kicking off the show is a match I'd love to see because I know my boys would rain out victorious. The Briscoes versus the Usos. And, you know, the Briscoes would be like, man up. And uh, they would be like, shut up about your stupid penitentiary. P- penitentiary. You know, we're going to take you to the chicken farm. And it would just be flipping amazing. Reach for the sky, oos. Yeah, they, they wouldn't stand a chance. The winner would be the Briscoes, for sure. Right. I am not a fan of the Usos. I am in the minority, I know. That's a good matchup, yes, though. I are. think they could. that would be a really good clash of styles, I think. I think so, too. And it would be super brutal and just fun to watch, I think. Especially when Mark Briscoe gets in there. He's so ridiculous. I love him. Can we make that a weapons match? Because I just want to see the Briscoes getting kendo snicks on the Usos. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. Let's make it a weapons match. That's fine with me. Chicken cages being brought out, like thrown over the Usos' heads. Yeah, I like the sound of that. And the Usos <laughs> in the Hell in a Cell match, when they had the use of weapons, that was an awesome match. Yeah. With, with New Day. So uh, that would be, what a great pick. So my second match would be uh, Hiromu Takahashi with Daryl versus Natalia and Two Paws. It's an intergender match. I and knew you were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've actually said this before on my podcast, and I actually asked you from the top rope about who would win in a Daryl versus Two Paws match, and they had like an amazing answer. So I can't remember <laughs> which episode that was, but you guys should go listen to it because they really just went along with my absurdity, and I loved it. So thank you guys for answering that question. But in my world, in this match, Natalia's actually going to win in Two Paws. And it's going to be because... Obviously, two paws rips Daryl apart, and Takahashi is just too distraught to continue. So, basically, he gets pounded out. He's crying outside of the ring, and that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> so then the third match is a Gato versus Vince McMahon, a Booker versus Booker match. And uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. Just absurd stuff happening in the ring. Like, just imagine Vince McMahon walking down, and then... <laughs> With his ridiculous beard, Gato being, like, pounded on the mat, like, Rainmaker! But Rainmaker's not even there. Like, he's just saying Rainmaker. How can you picture him without saying that? Can I ask you to add something? Yeah, of course, Diesel. Uh, Booker T as the referee, because then you can have a Booker versus a Booker with a Booker refereeing. <laughs> yes! You're a genius. And That's the, amazing. And the countout is just five times. Five times. Yeah, they, uh... <laughs> they only get to five. This is so much fun. <laughs> That's a great idea. Man, Diesel's the best. Anyway, so the fourth match would be uh, Tanahashi versus Elias. Who wins the Booker match, by the way? Who wins the Booker match? Oh, I'm sorry. I totally didn't say that. Well, obviously, Gato. He's the best Booker. He has to win. It doesn't matter how. He's he also an actually trained wrestler. I mean, Vince has done okay yes. matches, but, you know. yeah. He probably would just, you know, end up tearing both his quads again, I guess. I don't know. But Vince <laughs> flimps him off after the pinfall. Yeah. So then the fourth match, Tanahashi versus Elias in a hair match. And the winner has to be Tanahashi because his hair is like sacred, so he's gonna do anything to win. And this never happens, but he's gonna like, you know, play dirty and like win with a low blow. He he's gotta keep his hair. Everyone loves his hair. Yeah. So that's how that ends. 
Then comes my fifth match, Young Bucks versus Gallows and Anderson. Nice. Because, you know, Bullet Club OGs, because technically the, the Young Bucks are considered OGs. So I think this would be like a fun match, a callback to their history. It would have a lot of story in it. And uh, I'm biased, so the Young Bucks are going to win. <laughs> I'm really being one-sided here with the winners, but <laughs> the Young Bucks are going to super kick them the win like 20 times. The super kick counter is just going to get higher and higher and higher. Super kick! It'll be a super kick party! Love it. <laughs> Mr. Thanks, Wrestling guys. 3 comes down to the ring just to get super kicked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then the sixth match is Naito versus Kevin Owens. And this is a little weird, but I just like the idea. Kevin Owens can be so vocal in a match and like screaming and yelling. And just he evokes so many emotions on his face with his speech. And then Naito's so chill. He's like the opposite. So Owens will be trying to get a reaction out of Naito. And Naito won't give him any reaction, which will just frustrate Owens even further. But... Owens is a great athlete, and he's going to end up pulling out the win. So he's going to get the pin. Uh, he's going to win and reign victorious. I think that'll just be a great athletic match with a lot of personality in it. All right. Then one of my favorite matches that I made up was Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. I thought yes. that would be fucking brutal. I mean, the other day someone proposed actually picking Samoa Joe for the Monstars, or no, for the Toon Squad, if they couldn't get Suzuki. So I, I think did it that. Makes sense. That was me. <laughs> so see, you're a genius. You kind of put this in my head then. So I pitted them against each other. So uh, Suzuki would win, of course. Murder Grandpa for the win. Um, then Ishii and Yanu versus The New Day. Because, well, it's going to be hilarious. So the New Day <laughs> members that would be in the match, mostly, would be um, Big E and... Kofi, and of course, Xavier Woods on the outside ca causing chaos and stuff. I think even on the outside, Woods would have some funny interactions with Yanu and the trombone and everything. I think he would use the trombone to kind of try to low-blow Yanu, because Yanu would be trying to low-blow everybody else. So to get revenge, you know, Francesca going down below. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> so uh, I think Ishii and Big E in the middle of the ring exchanging chops would be amazing. So just everything about this matchup seems weird but awesome at the same time. Like, Yanu comes out with his book. The New Day throws pancakes at him in his book, knocks his book out of his hands, his DVD is out of his hands. It'd be great. And the, the winner would be The New Day because uh, of the Francesca stuff. Totally because The New Day. Win exactly. But somehow he's won against Suzuki multiple times. It's so <laughs> It's very sad. <laughs> So then we have um, kind of like a typical match. I'm sure you guys might have booked this, but uh, Kenny Omega versus AJ Styles versus Balor in a triple threat match. Because, you know, obviously Bullet Club leaders. I love the story. I love the implication there. Really, it's all about the story, but the athletic is there too. And man, I could have just done it as a singles between Styles and uh, Omega, but why not heading Balor? It would be awesome. And the winner would be Omega, of course. <laughs> I'm just super biased. And Omega really truly is, to me, like one of the best wrestlers in the plant, like on the planet. And uh, in space, anything could happen. It would be Omega. Uh, Styles is one of the best wrestlers, too, and he's one of my favorites. But just Omega's on another level right now. Then next would be uh, 
Beer City Bruiser versus Braun Strowman. And this is kind of like, obviously, doing a Ring of Honor spin a little bit. And I'm wearing my Beer, Beer City Bruiser shirt right now in honor of you from the top rope, actually. And just, I love Beer City Bruiser. I know they do. And it would be super fun to watch two big guys just go all at it in the ring. And uh, Braun would win, because Braun, he has to win. Then uh, we're almost to the end, guys. Sorry about this. But Matt Hardy, of course, has woken Matt Hardy versus Evil. Obviously, it would be a weird supernatural spin on this whole thing. I just love the implications of, you know, evil kind of conjuring nature, conjuring all this bad stuff like worms crawling in the ring. He's using his stupid lasers. I don't know. Then Matt Hardy's like, delightful. I will change your soul and remove the evilness from your vessel. I don't know. It would be wonderful. And uh, Matt would be victorious <laughs> with the help of Skarsgård on the outside of the ring. The dilapidated boat, obviously. Yes, the dilapidated boat. Uh, Evil would just fall into it, break his ankle or something. Like, that's really sad. But the- <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, how else is he going to get like, out of the match because of Skarsgård? Savage know. Kelsey hashtag. I am nice, I swear. I swear I'm nice. And then my main event would be Okada versus Nakamura. And Okada's got to win because, you know, he's Okada. He's the best in the world. But just, it would be great to see that again in another, you know, setting kind of thing. And that's it. That's my card. That's a fantastic card. I would pay good money to watch that card, even in space. Because in, in Zero Gravity, well, of course, in Zero Gravity, the main event would feature a run-in by Neville because Gravity forgot about him. I like that. Uh, oh, that's good. Uh, but whose side is he on? Uh, <laughs> that is uh, the question. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love that card. What do you guys think of it? Oh, that was fantastic. I, I knew some of those matches were coming. I knew the Daryl versus Two Paws was going to be on there. I could guarantee it, like, right away. Um, and I knew Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks would win no matter what match they were in. So, but it was an awesome <laughs> card, though. It was, it was awesome. Well, yeah, you nice know job. Thank you, Diesel. Thank you, Chad. You guys know me too well. Yes. Uh, Diesel, if you'd like to go next and give us your super card of awesomeness. Okay. I did an eight-match card, and uh, I started out with uh, 30-man Battle Royal. And I have all the competitors. I can go through all of them if you want me to, or I can just tell you the winner. It's you guys' call. Well, uh, who are the highlights in it, I guess? Well... I only really booked the winner. Who's the winner? <laughs> Jay Lethal. Nice. Franchise. All right. Okay, well, Ring of Honor gets a point. Nice. So, yeah, there's 29 guys. If you don't see them on my card, it's probably because they're on my Battle Royal. So It's a All great right, way to get everybody on the card. Exactly. Like uh, New Japan, uh, uh, Russell Kingdom kind of thing. You know, they start with the Battle Royal. So then uh, my second match is going to be for the Cruiserweight Championship, and it's going to be in a TLC match, and it's going to be an eight-man TLC match. So, obviously, Cedric Alexander is going to be uh, defending his title. It's going to have uh, Buddy Murphy, Hideo Tommy, Marty Skrull. And I'm going to break the rules a little bit by putting in uh, Hangman Page, just because he's not going to win it, spoiler. So, <laughs> Will Ospreay, Kushida, and uh, Takahashi. And I'm going to have uh, Buddy Murphy take the win. Wow. He's going to win in some heelish fashion, like take advantage of uh, someone getting pulled off the ladder or something and hitting his finisher. What's that move called again, Chad? Uh, the Murphy's Law. Yeah, Murphy's Law. Yeah. I'm just testing Chad. I knew that. 
So then, so, match number three. I just want to quickly say, a- I saw Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander live in Raleigh. Best match I've seen live. And I saw Brian Punk uh, when at Over the Limit 2012, and that was better. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was... Now, about 2,000 of the crowd left before after SmackDown, but the crowd that was still there, maybe because Cedric is a hometown guy for us, but it was the loudest crowd I think ever for a 205 live match. We were all on our feet at the end going crazy when Cedric won the match. It was phenomenal. Yeah, no, I remember watching that 205 live episode, and yeah, that was an insane match and an insane crowd for it. So, yeah, we watched really, it together. We did. We watched it at my uh, here in Zeus's dojo, but jealous that you were there live. Yeah, I don't get to go to much. They don't come to North Carolina all that often, but that one was a treat. Okay, so. Match number three for me is a triple threat tag team match, which is for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Ooh. And so it has the Young Bucks versus the Gorillas of Destiny versus the Usos. And, of course, the Young Bucks are going to retain just because they're the Young Bucks. Yes! Yes! <laughs> not going to give the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Titles to the WWE team. That's not going to happen. So moving on to match number four. I'm going to do, it's going to be a Ring of Honor versus WWE, but women's match, in a Survivor Series world match, so five on five. So I took the five women that I could think of from Women of Honor. So I got Tennille Dashwood, Sumi Sukai, Kelly Klein, Jenny Rose, and Stacey Shadows, Wisconsin's own. Whoop, whoop. And then versus Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. And obviously the WWE women are going to win, and but I'm going to have it that Charlotte stands alone. I don't know what the order of elimination is. I didn't think about it. I kind of did this a little fast, like right before I got here. So sorry. <laughs> um, match number five. I did uh, Cody versus Seth Rollins, and I'm going to go with Seth Rollins take the win. Curb stop. Over. Nice. Uh, match number six. I got a, it's a, for the six men take belts in Ring of Honor, it's going to be a four-way, so 12 men in the match. So you got the Kingdom defending their belts against Los Ignorables de Japón, said it right that time, which would be Evil, Sonata, and Naito versus the New Day and Undisputed Era. It'd be Adam Cole. Baby. Baby, there you go. Um, Roderick Strong and Kyle Riley. And would have uh, LIJ take this one. Oh. It'd make more sense than giving it to WWE guy again. Let's see. So, <laughs> Although, if they could work out Undisputed Era winning it, that'd be an awesome interpromotional I, That's thing. what I wanted to do. Yeah. But it just wouldn't work. He said it was only one night. And I don't know. Yeah. So that is... L.I.J. I wanted a title change, so it's going to L.I.J. And then match number seven. This was Kelsey's main event, Okada versus Nakamura. And I have Okada winning as well. He has to win. Yes. And this one would be, like, pitted against, like, who is really the best leader of chaos. And, of course, it's Okada. So, bam. Uh, my main event, which would be a fatal four-way with... Four champions from all three promotions. It's not a title match, of course. It'll be an elimination match. 
So it would be Dalton Castle versus Kenny Omega versus Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. Right away, they're all going to gang up on Brock Lesnar, and they're going to beat him in, like, less than a minute, get him out of there. Then Dalton Castle is going to... Something's going to happen. He's going to get one wing angel, then phenomenal forearm, something, I don't know, maybe the reverse order, whatever one makes more sense. And then he's going to be out, and then Kenny Omega is going to stand tall. That's how the pay-per-view is going to end. Nice. I like it. Well done, sir. That That's an I, awesome pay-per-view. I love it. The Young Bucks won, so I'm happy. And Omega won as well. There's only a few things for Kelsey as a booker. Young Bucks always win. Yes. Omega always wins. True. And right, book so more cats. If you're going last, that makes it my turn, huh? Uh, so I, I really thought about this for a little while. So first of all, it would take place at Madison Square Garden. And this would occur at, like, probably right after the Royal Rumble and Wrestle Kingdom and before WrestleMania. So right around end of January, February time for when this uh, pay-per-view would occur in 2019 is when it would occur. So I would also start with a battle royal. It would only be a 20-man. Uh, I have my final four. Uh, my final four would be, let me see, I have Braun Strowman, Tai Chi, Bushi, oh, no. and Cheeseburger as my final four. <laughs> and out of nowhere, Cheeseburger gets the victory. Yes! Thank John God it wasn't Tai Chi. Thank God. Everybody loves Cheeseburger. It would have come down to Cheeseburger and Tai Chi. And somehow <laughs> Cheeseburger would win. And I'd be annoyed because I don't like Cheeseburger, but um, that's what I would look at. Can I ask that's... a dumb question? How does Cheeseburger eliminate Braun? Uh, no, you see all three of them go against him. And then uh, they, you know, Braun does his like power move and they all fly away. And then he tries to run at Cheeseburger and he ducks it and then he showtays him. And he flies over the top rope. He's just out of shock. You can't even believe that Cheeseburger oh, so hit him. So. It's like the Maven Undertaker uh, elimination from back in the day. Exactly. The Shote surprise. That's what I'm going to call it. Nice. It would, it would be the Shote heard around the world. <laughs> the best booking ever. And oh, then, yeah, uh, and then later in the night before the main event, you see just Cheeseburger sprawled out in the back looking dead and Strowman <laughs> standing over him. Braun Strowman actually eats him later in the show. I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't write it down, but you know, he actually eats him later in the show. So. <laughs> some perfect booking right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to say, this pay-per-view is all called Secret Wars, because I liked your big nerdy thing. So this is all in reference to the Marvel big Secret Wars crossover event. So all of these nice. are like dream matches, and they all have a uh, theme to them, if you will. So this is just pretty much everyone who I didn't put on the show. So... My second match is OGBC versus OGBC, and is a six-man match. And it's Finn Balor, Doc Gallows, and Carl Anderson versus the Gorillas of Destiny and Bad Luck Fale. And because Finn Balor did start the Bullet Club, the club from the WWE does get the victory here. So they officially get the title OGBC. All right, my third match is a... Fatal 4-Way Elimination Tornado Tag Match. And this is the Battle of the Brothers. So, we have the Usos, the Briscoes, the Woken Hardys, and the Young Bucks. In an Amazing. Awesome. And I love that. You're welcome, Kelsey. The Young Bucks do win. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Wonderful! For the Young Bucks. Delightful! I'm so happy. Uh, gosh, don't ruin this when it's your turn. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but the <laughs> <order of elimination. laughs> 
Uh, the Hardys would get eliminated first, then the Briscoes, and it would come down to a super kick battle where they would probably trade a good 40 super kicks in the span of like five minutes between the Usos and the uh, Bucks. And because the Bucks super kicks are a little bit better, they would eventually win the match. I'm flipping excited. That would be awesome. I would totally watch that. I'd pay like hundreds of dollars. Uh, so the next match on my card is a fun match that I just wanted to do. And since I didn't want to put a belt on the line, this is an eight-man ladder match for $25,000. So like old school, when they did the first TLC match, or the first ladder match with $100,000 between the Hardys and Edge and Christian, but I only did twenty-five. Wait, wait, so then you're saying this this uh, pay-per-view is going to be booked in America then? Yeah, it's Madison Square Garden. Oh, I, I, I wasn't listening to you at the beginning of this. <laughs> 4.5 million yen. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever $25,000 is. Yeah, I have in, no idea. Yeah, I, I don't do that math that well. All right, uh, so my eight competitors are the Beer City Bruiser, Silas Young, Marty Skrull, William Ospreay, Big E, Drew McIntyre, a returning Neville, and Hiromo Takahashi. Nice. And, and against all odds, Silas Young, because he's the last real man in professional wrestling, takes the win and the money and shoves it in everyone's face as he's walking out of the ring. I love it. <laughs> that's and awesome. that's also credit to Wisconsin right there, baby. All the way. Oh, please. Can we have the vignettes of him spending the money the rest of the night? Him and BCB are going to get trashed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the fifth match on my card is a battle of the workhorses. And this will pit pit Jay Lethal versus Seth Rollins in a one-on-one match. And this is actually the match that I picked the last for the victor. Every other match I I knew I was going to have win right away. This is the last one I finally picked. And... I went with Seth Rollins. I really want to go with Jay Lethal, but I think I think Seth Rollins does get this victory here in the Battle of the Workhorses. It is a tough one to pick. It is. That really is. But I, I think that you know, Kurt, uh, Seth's finisher is so out of nowhere that you can play it off as a fluke win for Seth. Like you could even give Jay most of the shine for the match, and then Seth hits the the blackout out of nowhere. So, yeah, no, he like Jay Lethal goes for the lethal injection and Seth just pushes him off. Yeah. Instead of when he's going for the cutter, he lands and just immediately hits the blackout. One, awesome. two, three. I yeah, really I think that's where when his chin burn it down. Well, he well, wouldn't actually he, he wouldn't chant it, but you know, if he, when he starts <laughs> oh, yeah, chanting okay. burn it down, lethal counters it into a lethal injection. That's well, Seth, he has to yell lethal injection for his two, so. Well, that's true. <laughs> Spoiler, lethal best. injection. So I Will Osprey, lethal win, man! I love lethal. Will Osprey on the Cultaholic podcast, Straight to Hell, said that he hates. Oh, that's great. Yeah, he hates when Seth calls out, "Burn it down." He says that it's. He feels sorry for Seth having to do it. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's like an HBK. It's it's a trying to be HBK, and it's bad. Yeah, sidebar: I uh, love the Straight to Hell with Will Osprey. I agreed with everything Will Osprey was sent to hell, except for podcasts. Because we do podcasts, so <laughs> yeah. everything else, though. But, but he specifically only sent the ones to hell that stop that won't stop harassing him for interviews. That's true. I took a mental note never to ask him to do an interview. Yeah, we so exactly. We're gonna become real good friends with Wasp, and maybe we'll give you the connection. Thank you. <laughs> 
I could have met Will Ospreay like twice, but I chickened out. I don't know. I, I mean, out of all the people I met, I was so intimidated by him. He was like over. It was during WrestleMania weekend. And also then him and Dave Meltzer and all these people were outside of the Globe Theater when I left the PWG show in Los Angeles a couple of months ago. Both times I like was kind of approaching, but then I was like, no. And then Paul never lets me live it down my co-host. He's like, you wimped out. You're a wimp. I was like, yeah, I blew it. But yeah, he seems easy to approach. I was just too chicken. You guys will probably have better luck one day. No, I'd be afraid to meet Will Ospreay, too. He's one of my favorites, and he's intimidating for being a small guy. I'll like, go right up and talk to him. I, I mean, I'd, I'd talk to him, but I'd definitely be scared. I don't know what I'd <laughs> I would say. Be too. I never know what I'm going to say when I walk up to a wrestler. I just, I don't know, whatever comes out of my mouth, and so far nothing stupid's come out yet. But I mean, <laughs> it's first time for everything. Remember Always that time you time. ripped your pants in that match? It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to my secret wars, the battle between New Japan, Ring of Honor, and WWE. Uh, so I'm on to match number six, and this is a hardcore, anything-goes, falls-count-anywhere street fight. This is a triple threat between Dean Ambrose, Minoru Suzuki, and current Y2J, a.k.a. Dad bod, crazy man. And these three would just beat three, you know, shades of crap out of each other. Maybe <laughs> seven, maybe 12. I don't know. I don't count that well. But it would be awesome. And then, of course, the murder grandpa does get the victory. Yes. Minoru Suzuki. Come on. 50 yes. shades of crap. No. 50. All right. We'll go with 50. Then. <laughs> uh, on to my match number seven. Sorry, I got to turn to my other page because I wrote this match down last, actually. Uh, this one is a fatal five-way, and this is a battle between all the, like, mid-card champions, and this is, uh, so I said it was taking place a little bit later, so these are who the champions would be at this time. Uh, so it's the Ring of Honor TV champion, Adam Page, versus the New Japan U.S. champion, Switchblade, the WWE U.S. champion, or, I mean, Intercontinental champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, the U.S. champion, The Miz, and... The IWGP Intercontinental Champion, uh, Intercontinental Champion, Kota Ibushi. And this is one fall to a victor, and the victor is actually Adam Page. In a oh. shocker with all the other big names in the match, but he sneaks it out with a buckshot lariat and gets the quick pin. He could use the, the rub from that group. That's a good, a good booking. You know, someone asked, you know, I've tried to also mix it up so that WWE, New Japan, everyone kind of got all their wins together. Like, no one, no one, you know, group got more wins than anyone else, so. Yes, no one can complain. Exactly. And this was, you know, a crossover. It's the Secret Wars, so it was a big deal. So they all came together to do this. Because now this is when they really come together to do this. Because this is about to be a unification match between the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles. And the champions are Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for SmackDown and LIJ, Evil and Sonata for New Japan. And LIJ unifies and takes the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles away from the WWE completely to be dead forever. Wow. I love that. As I said, this is really like dream booking. Like they're Bye bye blue that. straps. Yep. You only need one tag team titles in the WWE, so I oh. felt that was the easiest title to take away. But then they are going to take away the red ones and bring out the blue ones because the blue ones look better. Okay, that's fair. 
Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> the SmackDown ones are going to be gone. They're just going to be the blue titles on Raw now. <laughs> uh, match number nine is a fatal four-way, and this is just a fatal four-way for the fun of it. It says Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe versus Naito versus Okada. Oh, I lied. This is an elimination match because these are four two biggest stars to not be an elimination match. Uh, so the order of elimination is Samoa Joe goes out first, unfortunately. Then Okada goes out, and the final two are Daniel Bryan and Naito, because you have Mr. Tranquilo and Mr. Yes Man, and the crowd is just losing their mind. And they go off against each other for a really solid match, but Daniel Bryan, Mr. Yes Man, does take out Tranquilo, but after the match, they do fist bump. They go, I like you. I like you, guy. And Naito maybe joins in in the Yes Chan for a hot minute. I don't know. But, yeah, so Daniel Bryan gets the win on this one. Uh, match number 10, this is Ace versus Ace, and by that I mean it is John Cena going one-on-one with Hiroshi Tanahashi, because they're both the men who carried their respective companies for the longest time, hate or love John Cena, doesn't matter what you want to think, he did it, so, uh, and Tanahashi would actually get this victory, because big match John has changed, and he would let this victory, you know, go by the wayside. Go, Ace! Exactly. And then finally, I promise this is my main event. This is an elimination triple threat match between champions. Yeah, I, I didn't put the Universal Champion in here because I'm so mad at Brock Lesnar still that I just pretended it didn't exist. That's why I wanted to bury him. Yeah, that, exactly. that's a good idea. So I didn't put it on here. Uh, but my three champions are the IWGP uh, heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega, going against the Ring of Honor champion, Cody, going against AJ Styles. And... And the shocker of all shockers, I'm sorry, Kelsey, AJ Styles would come out victorious to avenge him being kicked out of the Bullet Club and finally getting his one thing back on Kenny Omega. And then, of course, they would shake hands and too sweet at the end. And everyone would be hunky-dory, except for Cody, who would be eliminated first. I actually don't mind that Styles wins. I like Styles, so. If somebody has to beat him. Secret Wars. Well done. Well done, all three of you. Secret anymore. (laughs) (laughs) True. You got me on that one. I still like the title. So I'm going to try doing something here. Uh, so let me set the stage for you. Because it's a neutral, they needed a neutral location, and WWE has already established uh, an agreement here. So in November 2019, from the Melbourne Cricket Grounds, this is the ultimate. Survivor Series. So, welcome to the card. Here's our first match. Do you hear anything? Yep. Yep. Nice. So this is a traditional traditional Survivor Series match. The first competitors are Cesaro and Sheamus. The bar joined by... Ooh. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And finally, the team captain. Nice. Shinsuke Nakamura. So Nakamura, The Bar, Owens, and Zayn versus...
all of LIJ. Yeah. Naito, wow. Bushi, Evil, Sonata, and Takahashi. Survivor Series rules. So how this plays out, uh, the, the first two to go at it, I think, would be Sami Zayn and Sonata. I think that'd be an, a fun matchup. Uh, and that's who starts it at a hot start. They all go crazy on each other. I didn't break down exact order of eliminations, but I do have survivors on these. Uh, so long story short on this one, uh, my winning team is LIJ and the survivors are, uh, Naito and Takahashi, uh, last eliminating Nakamura, uh, via an, uh, Destino, a super Destino off the top rope. Uh, nice. But you do get uh, some awesome spots. You get, uh, I think, the Bar, Owens, and Zayn do all their finishers at once, essentially, on Evil to take him out of the match in an awesome spot. Uh, and I, I would really want to see a good one-on-one, some, uh, one-on-one action between Owens and Naito as well as between Cesaro and Naito. I think that would be some really interesting stuff. So, yeah, your first match goes to New Japan. LIJ, they're a more cohesive unit. They do win. Uh, but Nakamura is somewhat protected. The second match, the following contest, is a fatal four-way match, and the winner will be able to challenge for any championship of his choice in his respective federation. Introducing first, Velveteen Dream. He comes down the aisle wearing a kimono. Uh, and he has the new japan logo on one butt cheek and the wwe and nst (laughs) logos on the other just because he can Uh, his opponents first we have the time splitter kushida followed by because this match needs a real heel Kelsey's favorite wrestler, Tai Chi. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Tai Chi is going to meet his maker because the fourth man in the match is the reigning NXT champion, Aleister Black. So in a fatal four-way between these four, it is not an elimination match, a standard uh, match. These four go at each other like crazy. Tai Chi chips keeps getting killed by the other three. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Alistair Black hits a black mass on Kushida. Uh, but at the same time as he does that, Dream comes in, clotheslines, uh, tight, uh, clotheslines Black out of the ring, goes up to the top rope and does a very quick uh, purple rain oh elbow drop onto uh, Tai Chi, or sorry, onto Kushida. And... Velveteen Dream is your winner, and he, in fact, does challenge for the NXT North American Championship against Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Bay Bay. <laughs> uh, so that would be an interesting thing. Or you could use it as a way to bring him to the main roster because he decides to cash in on the Intercontinental Championship. Either way, I think it could work. Well, I like it. The yeah, third like match is a traditional Survivor Series match. My boy! Suzuki-Goon comes out, and we have Team Captain Suzuki, the Killer Elite Squad, and for one night only, joining Suzuki-Gun, the Briscoe Brothers. Yes. Yes. So Suzuki, Killer Elite Squad, and the Briscoe Brothers. There's only one team that's badass enough to face off against these guys. 
coming out to the original theme, the original Bullet Club, Finn Balor, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, and together with the Gorillas of Destiny on the same team. So we have uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Gallows, Anderson, and Balor all together at once versus Suzuki, Killer Elite Squad, and Briscoes. This match is going to be hard-hitting as hell, I think, with these teams in there. Uh, The winners are the original Bullet Club. Uh, Finn Balor is your sole survivor, last eliminating Suzuki. Uh, And with, of course, a bloody Sunday, not with the coup de grace. Love it. Nice. Uh, Prince Devitt for the win. Yes. And I won't lie, though, I do like the new uh, cue, shot him down, or shot him with my gun for Bullet Club's entrance better than the original, but I do love the original. I do like shot him down, but I went with the original because it was Finn Balor's. It is the OGBC. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So uh, the next match is a special five-women Survivor Series match. So I went with the same kind of thing that Diesel did. Uh Team Ring of Honor is captained by the Ring of Honor Women of Honor champion, uh, Sumi Sukai, featuring Kelly Klein, Tennille Dashwood, Mandy Leon, and Brandy Rhodes. Mandy Leon, baby. She's one of my favorites. Uh, her or Brandy Rhodes. I had to get Stacey Shadows in there, though. You did. Wisconsin all the way. And their opponents are, of course, Team WWE, Team Captain Charlotte Flair, Featuring Asuka, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey. Uh, So, in this match, there is some miscommunication. Sasha turns heel on Becky during the match and leads to Becky's elimination uh, via Brandy Rhodes. Uh, Tennille Dashwood actually eliminates Asuka in a uh, (laughs) fluke roll-up. But Asuka... Yeah, but Asuka goes and kills her outside of the ring, and she gets (laughs) counted out afterward. Uh, Your last uh, people in the ring are Sumi Sukai and Mandy Leon, and then Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey on both sides. Uh, Charlotte Flair puts Sumi Sukai in the figure eight, and Ronda Rousey puts Mandy Leon in the armbar at the same time, and the referee allows for a double tap. So your sole survivors are Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. Probably setting up the main event of the next WrestleMania. Nice. Intricate. Uh, uh, So our next match is a major, it's it's labeled as one of the main events, but it's happening early and you'll you'll figure out why in a second. A first time ever match. The Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, Cody Rhodes. Uh, coming into the ring by Bernard the Business Bear and Hangman Page. And for the first time ever, Cody goes one-on-one with the World Wrestling Entertainment Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles. That's incredible. I love that matchup. It's phenomenal if but you will, Kelsey. Come on. But here's why it's happening so early in the match. Uh, so AJ Styles is dominating. AJ Styles is, of course, winning. He's about to hit him uh, with a ph- phenomenal forearm. But then, all of a sudden, the Revival run down to the ring and attack Cody because of FTR. Yes! They're so mad about FTR. The Revival attack Cody 
And therefore, your winner by disqualification is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Hangman Page comes in and takes out the Revival with Cody's help, uh, setting up, if they do it next year, a grudge match between the Hangman and Cody versus the Revival. Uh, But that way, both champions are protected. It's a DQ finish. Uh, and I think that's a, that's why it's number five on the card and it's not the main event because it's, it is a DQ finish, but I think it makes sense in storyline for the revival, uh, to interfere. Uh, I just think it's a nice play on what's happened there, but your mileage may vary. That's awesome, man. Uh, the next match is a traditional survivor series match. Let's see. Gotta say, I love the music. Thank you. That in there. And the first team is the uh, the Misfits. Team captain is the franchise, Jay Lethal. And he is accompanied in this match by his partners, Jushin Thunder Liger, Juice Robinson, yep. Honma, and Tomohiro Ishii. Oh. oh. It is the true Misfits team, but they have decided that they can take out the group of what I'm calling the upper, like the mid, upper mid card heels of WWE. So here we go on that team. Introducing first, accompanied by Selena Vega, Ooh, El Idolo, wow. Andrade Cien Almas. He is 100. He comes out in a special mask that is. Uh, has Liger horns that he rips off on the way down the aisle. Uh, I like that. So, I'm a little sad he's not facing Naito, I won't lie, but I still like his booking so far. All right. I mean, it makes sense. So his partners are... Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? From Hollywood, California, accompanied by Maurice the Miz... Who I'm hoping is holding a mid-card belt at this point. Also in this match. I am in the top 1%. Love EC3. EC3 teaming with Almas and Miz. Accompanied by... Man. Samoa Joe. And the team captain. (laughs) Ooh. Happy Rusev Day. Watch got something. So this match is going to be awesomely brutal. Uh, Ishii versus Rusev. Ishii versus Samoa Joe. Jay Lethal versus Almas. Uh, Liger versus Almas. Hanma versus Almas. And Rishi 3 or Rusev. You got some amazing possibilities here. Uh, And an interesting turn of booking. I have it down to where the last man for... uh, the last we have it down to uh, Rusev and Almas for WWE versus Juice Robinson actually for NJPW because he kind of constantly avoided getting into things 
and Juice fights and fights, and he actually gets juiced. No pun intended. Actually, pun <laughs> is intended here. He gets juiced by Almas and Selena Vega, and uh, Juice, despite fighting like Shawn Michaels a few years ago at Survivor Series, is unable to pull it out. Your survivors are Rusev and Andrade Cien Almas. Wow. Well, they look exactly alike. Yeah. <laughs> but then after say. the match, when they're shaking hands, Andrade drops Rusev with a DDT. Nice. And walks out alone. The next contest has a backstory to it. Uh, so, the men in this match have been building up for a long time. They've been calling each other out on social media, saying that they will never give up. But the other, the heels are saying, you will give up. So, they have made a tag team I quit match. Ooh. It is no disqualification, no count outs, and falls count anywhere in the Melbourne <laughs> Cricket Ground. Introducing first. And by the way, the, the heel team is an inter-brand team. The heels. Zack Sabre Jr. And accompanying him down the aisle, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, wow. Ciampa and Sabre... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and their opponents. Johnny Gargano, of course. Because on this stage, Ciampa actually, the build-up to this match, Ciampa quits NXT and signs with NJPW in storyline just so he can fight against Gargano at this event. Wow. Oh. That's Uh, smart book right there. Uh, and then, but Gargano says, I'm not fighting alone, not against you and Zack Sabre. I'm bringing in the man who will never quit, the man who had to quit and came back. His partner is the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. you've got Daniel Bryan and Gargano versus Ciampa and Zack Sabre in a no DQ submission match. Uh, so, in this match, this is going to be, even though it's no DQ, there are weapons, but it's going to be a very much a submission, grueling, weird submissions all over the place going on at any given time. With these four, it can definitely happen. Uh, in the end game, Daniel Bryan uh, knocks out Ciampa with the knee, and they're all all brutalized, but he knocked him out at one end of the arena, maybe up on the stage. He gets a mic from the announce team and yells out to Gargano who was fighting with uh, with Sabre up in the ring that, to get his ass down here and finish Ciampa off. So he so Gargano knocks out Zack Sabre with a steel chair shot to the head, only time it's used during the event, uh, runs down to the other side of the arena and puts Ciampa in a Gargano escape on top of some steel grating so there's literally steel grating into the skin of Ciampa. And he's grating his body into the steel grating. And eventually Ciampa doesn't tap. Ciampa, Ciampa passes out. And the referee stops the match and awards it to Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano. Like it. Take my That's money, an, please. Yeah, it's an epic matchup. I mean, I would pay for that too. Yeah, so that... Yeah. So we have three matches left. Oh, by the way... I had a pre-show card that I didn't talk about. I'll briefly say those right now before I get into the main events. The pre-show was Bobby Roode versus Silas Young with Silas Young winning. 
Yeah. Uh, Flip Gordon versus Ricochet with Ricochet winning. Cool. And uh, the Hardys and Bray Wyatt versus SCU with SCU winning <laughs> via nefarious means. Uh, oh. So that was the pre-show. Um, SCU. But they would say, Melbourne is the worst town we've ever been in. Uh, and that's, and the Hardys would, event, after the match, the Hardys would do something weird with them and freak Christopher Daniels out, and it would be awesome. <laughs> oh, well, you well, must be a general, Mr. Daniels. I was once a general, and Napoleon is my friend. No, uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I, there'd be some great comedy. So the eighth match of the night is a sixth-man Survivor Series match. Each team Ooh. has six men. Six men. God, tartar sauce. <laughs> Rapongi 3K. Rocky Ramiro, Sho, and Yo are the first representatives from New Japan. But if they were coming in with just them, they would have no chance in hell in this match. But they have teamed up with another stable. There you go. Rapongi yes. 3K. Hiroki Goto, Will Ospreay, and Kazuchika Okada and the NJPW team. But, but Okada is the golden boy of New Japan. But he's facing the two teams that are the golden boys of WWE. Oh, Melbourne! Yes. Don't you dare be sour. <laughs> Clap for Big E, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston coming down the aisle. But of course, they say we might be the best three-man unit in WWE history. But there's one other three-man unit that's possibly as good as us. And for one night only, they are with us. And from the crowd, through the 80,000 people... The Big Dog! Roman Reigns. (laughs) Oh, no. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose... Come down the aisle, the Shield and the New Day versus Chaos and Rapongi 3K. So this is a barn burner of a Survivor Series. It's the last traditional Survivor Series match on the card. Uh, and it gets down to actually Seth Rollins and Big E versus Okada. And Okada-san has Big E and the Rainmaker Rainmakers him and pins him, and then all of a sudden, from out of the crowd, Y2J comes down and hits a code breaker on Okada. Uh, and then Seth Rollins, not knowing what happened, uh, rolls over and pins Okada. And Seth Rollins is the sole survivor of the match, setting up the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, one of them, Y2J versus Okada for the Intercontinental Championship of New Japan. Wow. And we're like, why did Y2J do this? Is he team WWE? And he's like, no, I did it because I'm looking for you, Okada. I'm looking for your beep, and I'm going to take out your rain beep. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, old man Crazy Jericho versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, so the next match is actually the same match that you had, uh, Chad. I couldn't resist as the final singles match, Ace versus Ace. Do, 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 do. John Cena... Versus Hiroshi Tanahashi coming out to his old theme music because this is yes. a major event. His old theme is so much better. It really is. And I do agree with you. Tanahashi wins this because Cena would let him at this point in his career. 
I think it's important that Tanahashi win to show the companies are equal. Uh, if Cena wins, they won't. Uh, but at the end of the match, they both shake hands and they both do a promo in Japanese and in English, thanking everyone for coming to the event as the faces of their respective companies. Because it's the last civility of the night. The last match on the card. Picture it. The lights dim and down from inside the Titantron comes the double cage. War Games is oh, about no. to start. Oh gosh. Wow, War so Games finish. War Games ends this night because the group, the one group on the heel side showed up at Sakura Genesis and attacked people after the main event. Then they showed up the night after Wrestle Kingdom and attacked the other guys in the match again. So the faces introduced a challenge that this is War Games, but it's also Survivor Series, which means that you must eliminate everyone on the other team by pinfall or submission, but they're going to follow traditional War Games rules. Five on five. First five minutes. So here we go. The heel team. Introducing first. The NXT champion. Or North American champion. Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish. And Roderick Strong. The Undisputed Era. The only men who have ever won a War Games match under the WWE banner. And their partner. The man who sent them to New Japan to teach them... A lesson in who belongs in the wrestling world. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Papa NXT. The game. Triple H. Wearing an Undisputed Era armband for the night. Love everything about that. Their opponents. Oh god, my boys are in trouble. Their opponents. The villain, Marty Scurll. The Golden Star, Kota Ibushi. And the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks. And the team captain, the New Japan IWGP heavyweight champion, the best belt machine, Kenny Omega. So this is how War Games breaks down. The first men in the match are Kyle O'Reilly because they kind of push him in because he was playing with the title and they push him in. So your first man is Kyle O'Reilly. And the first man from the face team is Kota Ibushi. Kyle O'Reilly and Kota Ibushi for five minutes is a really interesting match. The coin toss, of course, is won by the Undisputed Era. And they send in Adam Cole, baby, at number two because he has the advantage. Destroys Ibushi in the process. But with like with War Games, they cannot have any falls until the match beyond begins. So no one can be eliminated yet. Uh, the second man in for the face team is Matt Jackson. Uh, runs crazy on him, but he ended up he ends up uh, getting super kicked in the face by his old best buddy Adam Cole. 
Uh, in no! comes uh, the third man for the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish. Uh, Fish and uh, O'Reilly start teaming up, of course, against Ibushi while Cole squares off with Matt Jackson. The third man in for the face team is Nick Jackson. So now the Young Bucks take on Cole. Uh, so you have two on one versus two on one. Um, oh, and by the way, I should mention this whole pay-per-view had two rings, but I didn't want to spoil the surprise of war games. Uh, so you have in one ring, you have two on one and the other ring you have two on one. Uh, the fourth man for the undisputed era is Roderick strong. And he goes straight after Ibushi as the man who's been in the match the longest. Uh, by this ma- by this time, Ibushi is just dead tired. Uh, Kenny Omega wants to run in next. Uh, but Marty Skrull pushes him away and runs in number four. Says, we need you last, Kenny. Marty Skrull goes in, and he starts breaking fingers on everybody on the heel team. Uh, but before he can break the fifth finger, Triple H runs in with a sledgehammer right to the back of the head of the villain and breaks his fingers. Uh, and then Triple H starts attacking everybody with the sledgehammer. Does his pose in the center of the ring. He does the pose with the sledgehammer with Adam Cole in the front with the UE sign. Looking straight at Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's coming in with five men on the other side. And all of his partners are down. But Kenny comes in and says, come to my ring. And as they do one by one, they all get V-triggered right in the head. Um, so... Slowly but surely, his partners start waking up, getting out of their uh, respective corners. They keep on fighting, and the eliminations are going to come quick because at this point they've all been in the match for a long time. The first man out is Kota Ibushi because he's been just completely annihilated. Uh, Pedigree to Kota Ibushi, and he is taken out. But then the Golden Elite go on a run. Uh, More bang for your buck takes out uh, Bobby Fish, a super Meltzer driver. With uh, Nick Jackson actually hanging from the roof of the cage. uh, Takes out Kyle O'Reilly. And then Marty puts uh, Roderick Strong in a chicken wing and takes him out. So now we have Marty and the Bucks and Omega versus Triple H and Adam Cole. Adam Cole starts begging and pleading. Adam Cole, baby, is saying that I'm one of you guys. I'm still in the Bullet Club. You shouldn't be beating me up. Omega says, "Uh, no, you're dead pulls out a monster energy drink and hits him in the head with it uh, nice. from being oh the elite. Uh, but of course, Triple H comes back and gets the sledge and hits Omega right square. Adam Cole rolls over and eliminates Kenny Omega from the match, uh, which is hugely shocking and in a shocking moment. But then the Young Bucks come over and they're looking at Kenny Fallen and they are enraged. They go on a murder-death-kill spree on Adam Cole, uh, and they do Meltzer Driver, Meltzer Driver, more bang for your buck, and then Sharpshooter with a, cr- a crossface chicken wing from Marty Skrull, and Adam Cole is just dead. So Adam Cole is out of the match, leaving the Young Bucks <laughs> and Marty Skrull with Triple H. Triple H tries valiantly to run away, but he can't. Uh, the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull, Young Bucks super kick him, Marty Skrull breaks his fingers as payback for not being able to do it earlier in the match. Uh, and finally, at the end, the Young Bucks hit more bang for your buck on Triple H. Uh, and they all three pin him together. Your survivors of War Games, the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull. And they have won the War Games match. After the match, uh, Omega and Ibushi come back out to greet the crowd. And the crowd is going absolutely mental. And Kenny Omega says, 
this is the first night of hopefully a beautiful friendship, but I want more. Meet me back here in one year's time. I'll still have my title, and I want your title. End scene. Wow. Love it. Glad my guys were victorious. I really thought they were in trouble there against Triple H and all, so I don't know. I was scared. So I don't know what you guys think about that uh, as a pay-per-view, but... I would pay good money for that. All right, I'm marking out, bro. Yes, you're marking out. Good. Uh, So... I like all four of the cards. I, I decided to go with the Survivor Series gimmick to get more people on the card. And it's a WWE idea, so they'd be more inclined to do it because it's their idea. Uh, but I like all of your cards, and I think they can pick and choose matches from all of these. I had some really tough decisions in there. Like, I did not like... Oh, and by the way, I missed one thing. But while the War Games cage is lowering, Toro Yanu comes out to sell some DVDs to the crowd. <laughs> Uh, And as he's doing it, he starts doing some antics and then Braun Strowman's theme comes out and he just power slams Toro Yanu through a table of DVDs and walks back to the back just for just for a humorous interlude while the war games is preparing. It's sort of a palate cleanser between matches. Nice. As long as Yano gets hurt, I don't care. Uh, So I was like, okay, where where am I going to put Strowman? This is where I'm going to put Braun Strowman. Uh, So. We have our cards, and now it's time for Random Chance. Yes, Random Chance. What I have done is I have put 14 single stars and six teams from the ver- from the both federations uh, on a sheet of paper, and I've numbered them. I have a random number generator to generate these matches. Uh, so we're going to do seven matches and see if the random card can be as interesting as what we did. It won't be. But I'm still intrigued to see what these matches are going to be. The first two matches are going to be the tag team matches. So let's generate. We have the first team is from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Random number generator picked the Gorillas of Destiny. Facing off against the Woken Hardys. Yeah. So we have God versus the Hardys. So God versus the Gods. Nice. (laughs) G.O.D. versus the Seven Deities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let us pick winners as a group for these because they're random. So who would you book as the winner, God or the Hardys? God. Oh, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm going with the Hardys. So I want to be opposite of Chad. <laughs> Classic Chad and Diesel. I love it. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Broken Matt or Woken Matt. Sorry, so used to it being broken. Yeah, I think, the Hardys for sure. Yeah, I think I will go with the Hardys only because they'll be they'll confuse Gorillas of Destiny with their weird weirdness. But I, I think in the end, after the match, Tamatanga like gets some heat back or something. I think you could do that. So the the second tag match, the other tag match, is the Young Bucks were chosen at random. I promise yeah. this is random. The Young Bucks <laughs> are facing off against the Undisputed Era. Oh, come on. Oh, no. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we all picked... Like naturally, all by ourselves, that the Young Bucks would win their matches on our own card. So yeah, Young Bucks win. Young Bucks They'd, win. They'd win. So like, now we have that. five singles matches. The first match is Tetsuya Naito. Interesting. Versus Braun Strowman. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Tranquil. I love that. This monster. <laughs> I didn't realize I wanted that match until right at this moment. 
Oh my god. Okay, uh so um Strowman, right? Because he can't lose? Yeah, no. it probably would have to be Strowman. I guess. I, I mean because, No, but you know what would happen is Braun Strowman would counter the Destino right into the running power slam. I mean those yeah. two moves sync up perfectly. So yeah. he'd go for the Destino and then just Braun would stop him and <laughs> smash him. You yeah. got a good point there, but I mean I no, like Nido I, I like Nido more, but Man, I don't think Vince would allow this to happen if Strowman lost to Naito. Uh, the next singles match is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus AJ Styles. Oh, hey, it's another oh, good one. Yeah, another classic. Um, whew. I think at this point in their careers, AJ probably needs to win a little more than Tanahashi. Yeah, I agree. I'll take AJ. Um, what do you think, Kelsey? I'm going to be the de- the dissenter and say Tanahashi. <laughs> yeah, pick up. High fly flow. over there. Picking all New Japan. <laughs> I know. In fact, once I was like, you might as well call me Dave Meltzeret or something. <laughs> people accuse me like, you're pro New Japan. Well, I like it. But no, I really love both in the match. I, I love styles, but I just think it'd be fun if Tanahashi won. I think so, too. Our next match is Kota Ibushi. Versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, oh my God. Someone has got to take the victory. I mean, at the end, though, I want Tommaso Ciampa to have two blood eyes. Like, I want both of his eyes to be really just covered in blood. But, yeah, I still think Kota wins. I think Kota wins, but uh, that's just the battle. I think Ciampa's going to win the war afterwards. Yeah, I think Kota wins. He's going to walk out standing tall. Yeah, to no music, which is I think yep. is one of the the awesome, most awesome use of music in wrestling right now is the non music. <laughs> <laughs> I think Champa would win. Over under on Champa winning the NXT title at Breakover Brooklyn. By the way, over under uh, Gargano is going to stop him from winning it. Mm, under. I think he wins it because I think Gargano takes it from him at the Takeover before Mania. Uh, in the first ever NXT Hell in a Cell, but or the first or an Iron Man sixty minute Iron Man match, one of the two. But uh, we will see. Our next match, we have two matches remaining in the card. We have Zack Saber Junior. versus the Velveteen Dream. Uh, yes. <laughs> I want to see Zack Sabre Jr. just tie Velveteen Dream up into a knot and just watch Velveteen Dream scream about it because he has great facial expressions. So, yes, I'm in this match. Yeah, Zack Sabre wins. Uh, Dream is young enough it won't affect him that bad. Exactly, yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Good That's match, though. With. Yeah. Good match. This random generator is a really good booker. Yeah, I'll we'll do two more matches. These are fun. I've got smart. more, so we'll do two more matches. Uh, the next match is Hiromu Takahashi versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Oh, my God. Um, Roman would win just because he's Roman. I guess Roman has to win this Vince match. Vince would not do it unless Roman won. Vince yeah. won't let Roman lose to anybody, especially a junior heavyweight. Although I'd love to see a spot where Daryl takes the spear for Takahashi. 
You know, throw Daryl and uh, Roman to stop the spear. Roman will just be confused for a minute because dogs don't like cats, so he'll be very scared. <laughs> I mean, it's a real thing. Dog and cats don't get along. See, this random generator knows what he's doing. Uh, see? It does. I would pick Takahashi. Yeah, Takahashi in the like That'd be said. fantastic. Uh, let's see. We can get to a few more. We got Marty Skrull versus Daniel Bryan. Oh, there you go. Oh. The Battle yep. of the Chicken Wings. <laughs> yep. Because that yes, used to be Danielson's finish. Uh, well, some, guy, win, so. some guy's going to win in a chicken wing. Uh, it's going to be Marty. Marty? Be Marty. Marty? Yeah. The younger guy's got to win here. Do you think, break his fingers. Do you think that Marty wins in a submission, or do you think that Brian refuses to tap and Marty wins by a fluke pin? Uh, he might use his new finisher, the Black Plague, the reverse brain buster he's been doing. Because he seems to be winning a lot more matches by pinfall. But I think that what would happen is he would break Daniel's fingers, and then Daniel wouldn't be able to clasp his hands for the yes lock. Exactly. And then, awesome, yeah, the match would, like, like Daniel would roll away, ah, my fingers, and then Marty would catch him with the Black Plague and end the match real quick. And then nice. go, whoop, whoop. I like it. And I'm just going to put Omega here because I haven't gotten to him yet, but I'm going to see who he faces as a random generator. That's our main event. Yeah. The Miz. Oh. Whoa. They're so good on the mic, both of them. I like, oh, I would love to see that. Just what they say about each other, back and forth, back and forth. That would be, like, the build-up to it would be even better than the match itself. Yeah, the build-up would be amazing. Uh, Omega wins. Omega wins via one-winged angel. But you have a couple moments where Miz has, like, cheats to, like, does a scroll crushing finale on a championship or something, so you think it's a false finish, but Omega wins. It would be like uh, the Miz Rollins match at Backlash. Like he had a couple skull crushing finales and just couldn't put him away. It'd be something like that. And see, that match shows that Miz can be in a really high star match. And I think with a worker yeah. like Omega, that would be a really oh, yeah. interesting, really good match. Uh, hopefully they don't have any interference. Miz says it. I mean, I'm doing this straight up, and I I actually wouldn't mind if they would use that match to turn Miz tweener and have Miz shake Omega's hand after the match because they like they they took each other to the limit after like a 35 minute match. I, and he I always say he's doing it for his daughter. Yeah, really. I think that would be an interesting match. Aww. Uh, like. I like to see the Miz Jitsu vignettes of him training for Kenny Omega, trying to block the V trigger. <laughs> it's true. He, he remember that move, uh, that video that uh, Balor did or Devitt did when he was like, "The way to counter the Rainmaker is just to duck." <laughs> the yeah. Miz would make all those different videos on like how to get out of the one winged angel. Don't get on his shoulders. I'd yeah. like to see the Miz doing uh, being the elite thing like he did with the uh, Total Divas. I was just oh that. god 100%. yes, oh he gets and... the Miztourage to rejoin him as the Young Bucks and yeah. they just start ripping <laughs> on the elite all the time. So the Miz gets up in the position to be one winged angeled. He flips backward and hits a skull crushing finale for a false finish. Yep, perfect. That spot. would be a great yep. move. Yeah, I, I would mark out for that move. Uh, and then he starts doing the yes kicks, and then Omega starts doing the yes triggers. Oh, fuck it. He, he starts holding him like Coda. That'd be a, I, yeah, for the random, so as a recap, the random booker has booked us with uh, Takahashi versus Roman Reigns, God versus the Hardys, Young Bucks versus Undisputed Era, 
Naito versus Strowman, Tanahashi versus Styles, Ibushi versus Champa, Saber versus Dream, Skrull versus Brian, and Omega versus Miz. Not a bad random generated card. Um, I don't think it's as good as ours, but I would still pay to watch that card. I would pay to watch it for sure. I think a Naito Strowman match could have a lot of potential. I agree. Uh, like I said, I didn't know I wanted that match for right now. <laughs> I know. Why are you not tranquilo? Um, <laughs> I feel like there's a spot in that match where Braun lifts up every member of LIJ at once. <laughs> like, just so he can. But he forgot about Bushi, who comes yeah. in and gives him a low blow. Yeah. Or, or, um, or doesn't one of the. Doesn't Bushi do a green miss spot? Yep. Sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bushi tries to do the green miss, but because Strowman's so tall, he just misses his chest. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I guess the final word is, do we think that this kind of a card, obviously not these matches, but do we think that the way pro wrestling is going within two or three years there could be a similar card crossover between WWE and the Indies. What do you guys think? Just as a since we'll do a, a actual substantial question to end the end the show. I think uh, we're headed towards that. I don't know how soon it will be, but I think that's the way we're going. Especially with Triple H talking about the situations, right? And he's open to anything. So I mean, I think Vince McMahon is more open to things than he was a few years ago. I mean, just look at how he's letting, like, TNA, like, the footage on the WWE Network and on Raw, but before, TNA couldn't even be mentioned. They weren't even hiring their stars, and, like, it's a process, but I think Triple H is more open to it, but I think Vince McMahon, if the situation's right, he'll do it, too. And apparently they just allowed Hideo Tommy to go back to a NOAA event. Yep. Yep. Uh, so... He's had pictures with, um... Uh, not from Noah, but uh, not a trainer at the U.S. Ojo. I can't think of his name. Shibata. Him and uh, Shibata were taking pictures on Twitter. Saw that. I wanted That's to include cool. Shibata, but I didn't include him because he needs to rest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But man, that might go down as the best last match ever for a man. Even though it was a horrible way to go out, what a match. Uh, what yeah. do you think, Chad? Do you think it's possible that we might see something like this? Yeah. No, I 100% think it is definitely possible. And uh, I think I would love to say it would be within the next, you know, one to two years, but I think it's more realistically in the next five years. But within the next five years, I definitely see this without a question. Maybe not to the magnitude that we all booked it, but I definitely see crossover events where, you know, some people are on each show and just, you know, try and promote everything. I mean, it makes business sense. I mean, because if you have, for example, the Revival are doing nothing of substance right now in WWE. They could be sent to Ring of Honor for a feud with the Young Bucks uh, over FTR and things like that. It would get the revival over more, even if they lost the feud for when they come back to WWE. And in exchange, you could send somebody like uh, the Beer City Bruiser to WWE <laughs> uh, for a couple of matches uh, where he's in like the mid card and maybe fight somebody like Rusev. Be a really entertaining match. So they could have a talent exchange. I don't see... Yeah, what do you think, Kelsey? Well, I can see a crossover happening and 
participation happening in an event like this, but not with New Japan and Ring of Honor, and not anytime soon if it were to be New Japan and Ring of Honor, because, like, let's look at Ring of Honor getting blocked from Madison Square Garden recently. Literally blocked, and they're mad. Like, Sinclair, it wasn't just, like, the head, it wasn't Joe Coff who announced this. It was the head of Sinclair who was like, yeah, we're going to run a show at Madison Square Garden. Then all of a sudden, they get blocked. And it gets dropped. And I've heard or read, I don't know how true this is, you know, so just take it as a rumor, but that Ring of Honor's pretty upset, Sinclair's pretty upset they want to go to court over this. So I don't know. Not that that's ever stopped WWE from doing business with people, but Ring of Honor, I've had the pleasure and the, the luck to interview a lot of people with Ring of Honor. And yeah, the money and the exposure would be there, but they're very proud of how they do things. That's what it comes off like to me when I talk to them, when I've seen them, and uh, especially talking to Joe Coff. So I don't know after this snub if it's going to be anytime soon. Definitely not in two years. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, and I'd be glad to be wrong because, of course, I would love to see an event like this. But just everything that I've seen shows me otherwise, and I don't know how much they like NXT and WWE poaching their talent. And to me, that's kind of something that bothers me as well, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why NXT, I watch it, and I love it, and it's great. It's the best thing WWE has to offer, but I am pretty bothered by, uh, by the poaching and stuff. I, I don't know. It's kind of, I guess, silly to hold gripes. I guess Ring of Honor might do the same thing if they were in WWE's position, but I just love variety in wrestling. And so, to me, a crossover is not as important. Just keeping the variety and keeping different promotions alive is important, not just having WWE be in a monopoly. Um, you can call me a WWE hater, but that's just how I feel. It makes sense. And honestly, on, on to go on your point, what I'm seeing Vince do right now with the talent is very similar to what he did with the territories in the 80s. He's he's going out and finding the best talent from the various places. Uh, bringing in AJ from New Japan is equivalent, maybe not in terms of box office, but in terms of star power and the time, to bringing in Hogan from the AWA. Uh, so it's the same kind of strategy. Will it work this time? It's I mean, it's a different world in the territories. Because this back then, even though there was the NWA, the territories, you know, they kind of stayed on their own. Now, I mean, we're getting this integrated wrestling world where Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor and New Japan and uh, CMLL are working together on a lot of these things. So you have more of a united front. And on the Madison Square Garden point, I'd be very interested intrigued to see what happens with that because i know wwe has the right to block any other wrestling company from running the garden but i thought that triple a was trying to book the garden as well as ring of honor but but wwe also refuses to do any televised events from madison square because they don't want to pay the unionized employees for the broadcast so i feel like madison square garden has it in their interest if they ever want to have a televised event from their arena ever again to get out of that contract with WWE and allow for Ring of Honor and other promotions to run shows in Madison Square. And I definitely think a G1 special from Madison Square Garden would sell out. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I think there could be something to be said about that because what's the point of having a right of exclusivity exclusivity? 
if they're not actually doing anything in Madison Square. They aren't. They don't even show the house shows on the network from Madison Square. Yeah. Uh, so it's like okay, Barclays Center is your new home in New York. Just acknowledge it. Um, but you guys are both from New York. How do you feel about the, the MSG situation? Oh, we're from Wisconsin. Well, you mentioned Rochester earlier. Oh, that's just we have a couple podcasts on our network from Rochester. Sorry, I, I knew that somebody on your show, your network was from Rochester. You're from Wisconsin. I apologize. Wisconsin, yes, sir. I wonder Madison, how your I wonder how your Rochester people would think about this. Uh, it'd be intriguing to hear what they say about it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it'd be more likely to have an NXT crossover with one of these companies than a full-on WWE crossover because they've already yeah. done NXT with Evolve. They've done NXT with uh, Progress, I think, in the UK. So, and that's why I actually didn't book British Strong Style on my card because they can still face these guys in Progress, uh, since they're kind of being booked more like indies in the UK. But maybe there's no reason why it couldn't happen. But I think I agree with you that it's going to be a while, and it might take a sea change in management in WWE as well as in Ring of Honor for something like this to happen. Maybe a show like All In is where it happens because it's run by the guys and, and the girls. Uh, if WWE lets them, I mean, I could imagine easily the e, WWE, not maybe a main event level star, but maybe the New Day or anyone lower can be like, hey, New Day. I've actually thought about, are, did they do the Street Fighter thing and say they want to do a match and being the elite has kind of teased the match between the two Maybe they've worked out an agreement to have the New Day wrestle the Young Bucks at and, and Kenny Omega at uh, All In. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, but that'd be awesome. But it they're, they're kind of hinting at it. Um, who knows? I, I would like to see it, um, but I don't know. On that note of uncertainty, though, <laughs> uh, our trend on big nerdy questions are well the thing we do to end every show is we kill off jar jar binks in a very uh morbid way based on something that happened in the show uh so what i'm gonna do for this for big nerdy wrestling is i'm going to let one of us beat up jar jar uh not kill him of course because wrestling shouldn't be lethal unless you're in uh, lucha underground <laughs> a great consequences match exactly uh but how are we going to beat up Jar Jar Banks? And uh, let's see. I loved all of your cards, uh, but I think I'm going to give the honor tonight to Chad. Chad, if you will please, sir, beat up Jar Jar with one of your favorite wrestlers and use whatever means necessary at your disposal. Well, I mean, for everyone else, because, I mean, obviously my card was the best. I'm just kidding. No, I loved all your cards. How I would beat up Jar Jar is clearly with the one team that everyone picked to win. There's only one team that we agreed on forever. Yes! It clearly has to be the Young Bucks at this point. So it's obviously <laughs> a more bang for your buck, a super melter driver, done Jar Jar, end the game. Misa dead. Uh, <laughs> and Melter gives the match five Wookiees. <laughs> That's awesome. My God! I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't go with Beer City Bruiser. Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys are from Wisconsin. I think that would have been really good too. Like you know, throw the keg at his head. 
uh, just sit on them, whatever, you know. They just sit on them, yeah. Been you know, good it also brings out the briscoes. Stuff his mouth with cigars, maybe. Stuff his mouth where he can't, like, breathe cigars all in his his uh, his ears. <laughs> his mouth. Ridiculous. Braun Strowman throw, uh, pushes a land speeder over with Jar Jar in it. <laughs> no. So when we do more big nerdy wrestling, uh, we'll have more attempts to kill, or not to kill, to maim Jar Jar, I should say. Uh, but all of you guys, I picked chat at random because all three of your cards were amazing, by the way. Uh, so thank you very much, uh, Chad, Diesel, and Kelsey. for uh, Once again, to because you guys listen to this show, I encourage you to go listen to View from the Top Rope and all of their network shows. Super kicking it for Kelsey, the Two-Face Pod, uh, and listen to Big Nerdy Questions. If you're listening to this show because you're a wrestling fan, uh, I make bad puns in the rest in the big nerdy questions shows. And we tackle the big questions of nerddom, like who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of movies? Uh, where would you go if you could time travel? And of course, which non Marvel characters like SpongeBob SquarePants are worthy to lift Thor's hammer. Uh, those are the kinds of shows that we do. And in fact, our next show that we're releasing as a big nerdy question, uh, coming out next week is, uh, who would you, uh, what? How would you recast famous quartets with U.S. presidents? So, how would you recast the Star Wars Big Four with U.S. presidents? How would you recast the uh, the Justice League with the U.S. presidents? So that that should be very fun to do. Spoiler alert: Richard Nixon is in all of them. <laughs> uh, with the with his theme song, "So I Creep." Yeah, just creep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for that a history joke. Uh, by the way, I'm a professional historian, so that's why I make the history jokes. I'm, a, I'm an archivist and historian by trade, so that's where I come from all day. Uh, but thank you guys so much, Kelsey, uh, Chad, and Diesel. Uh, please come back on Big Nerdy Wrestling when we do this again. Uh, we'd love to have you guys. And if you ever want to have me or any of us on, I'll be happy to rant my ways along with you guys. Uh, best of luck at StarCast. You guys are going to rock it with the best in the world because uh, you are the best in the world at what you do. Uh, Thank you. For uh, Kelsey, Chad, and Diesel, this is Josh saying uh, good night and happy grabs. <laughs>